name is Ben Zulsdorf. I'm the high school director here at Marin, and uh, we are going to uh, actually do a little bit of interviewing with our seniors so you can hear from them. Uh, so seniors, come on up. Come on up stage here. Just take a stand right here in this line next to me. Let's go give a round of applause. Yes, we so good. Yep. Yes. Guys, today is the day. We've been prepping for this moment. Oh, my gosh. Niles, don't screw this up, dude. This is all about... <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so we are, I'm going to ask him a few questions, um, and well first let's introduce yourself and talk about what this next year is going to look like for you, and I think Ty Slee, you have a microphone, yeah? Yes. <laughs> it's off. She used to have a microphone. Ty's going to start it and then come on this way, yeah. Hi, I'm Ty Slee, and um, next year I'm going to be going to college in Marin, and then um, I'm going to be going to Chico State after two years, and then I want to go to cosmetology school. Um, my name is Teo. Um, next year, I still need about 40 credi credits to graduate, but after that, I'll be going to Com or a full year to study early childhood education to become a preschool teacher. Hi, I'm Emma Langenbacher, and currently I'm a senior at Novato High School. Um, next year, I'm going to be attending the United States Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut, and I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be studying MES or Marine Environmental Science to become a physician's assistant. Hi, my name is Dottie. Next year, I'll be pursuing a Bachelor in Fine Arts Interior Design at the California State University of Long Beach. Hi, I'm Jessica Bebo, and I will be attending UC Riverside this fall and studying neuroscience. Hello. Uh, I'm Niles Helms, and I'll be attending the uh, Santa Rosa JC. Yes, now hold the microphone. This is all you, this is your moment. This is about you. Okay, so another question for you. Thanks for introducing yourself. So talk about a moment. Uh, what is one of your highlights at Marin Covenant in the last four years, six years, maybe since you were born? Let's go the last four years. What's the highlight for you the last four years? You can go further than that. Five years, okay, do it. So um, I have a memory back in middle school. I think it was like eighth grade. And um, we had a uh, special youth group night where we had a uh, like glow in the dark light. You know, we had the backlight, the yeah, yeah, going on. And then we had like marshmallows. And it was just a night where we were like throwing marshmallows at each other. And uh, it was pretty legit. I don't know. But uh, I brought one of my friends that night, and yeah, we just had a blast. Blasting music in the uh, youth room over there. That's what we do, guys. Marshmallows for days. It's so much, it's such a good time. Awesome. So my memory actually goes farther back than five years. Um, I was about eight years old at Sunday school, and it was before the remodel. So there's that bush by the staircase over there. And my friends and I used to hide in there, and sometimes we would ditch um, Sunday school. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, so I guess that memory just reminds me how far I've come as a Christian. came from spending time with our senior girls small group this year. Um, we were really small in numbers, but it allowed us to become really close really fast. 
and it made me feel like comfortable with sharing my personal thoughts and stories every Wednesday and I looked forward to it as an escape from my school, my school life. Um, it's also amazing to be with others at the same stage in life um, and see how God is working differently in each and every one of us. Um, one of my favorite memories was around Christmas time when we were doing Operation Christmas Child Boxes and we got together at youth group and our small group went out and we went on a target run. And it was just really fun because um, about every group had around one to three boxes and since we were so small we decided on one but we were like running all over Target trying to find like the best deals and uh, items to shove in our box. And it was so fun because we'd find like one hat and then we'd be like, oh, this one's cheaper and looks cuter, let's get this one instead. And so we'd be running around and it just, it was so fun because it was something so heartwarming and so fulfilling and worthwhile. But we were just having a blast while doing it. And also when we were done, we went to In-N-Out, <laughs> which was really fun. And just on the way back, I could just feel all this like positive energy around me and the car ride back to the church and just everyone just felt so full of love and happiness. It was just a really cool experience. Um, my favorite memory, um, at least in high school, this year we went on, or last year we went on the senior road trip to Tahoe, and we spent a few days up there boating and hiking and having a lot of fun. And while we were doing that, we were able to come together as a senior class and really bond and um, made plans for what our senior year was gonna look like, and that was my favorite memory. Um, so I would say my favorite memory is, um, it's really small, but there was this one time where um, there was something going on at youth group and we just decided to do our own thing and we went to Applebee's and um, <laughs> I know that sounds really small, but it was really fun and then we came back and we um, just sat in Christine's car for like probably an hour and just talked and I don't know, it, just, it was fun. So good. Well, um, yeah, bringing the microphone back this way, that's great. So uh, next question for you is, what is a way that you've seen God move in your life in the last four, six years? So um, it was about two and a half years ago. I had a couple concussions from basketball, and um, it pretty much affected every aspect of my life. I had um, constant <coughs> head pain, um, cognitive issues. I basically... I had to drop out like of a lot of my classes and for the whole summer after that experience I was just in bed the entire time um, and so just throughout that um, I know a lot of you have been praying for me and I really appreciate that but um, I definitely uh, grew a strong connection with God because it came to the point where I had to just completely trust him and um, in his plan and just through all that pain um, I was able to draw really close to him and rely on him so that was pretty cool um, so when I was a freshman in high school I was really struggling um, I never really went to youth group or church and I felt like very disconnected from God and then Ben Kearns invited um, me and my sister in Ticely to go on a mission trip to Mexico at, when I was a sophomore. And that, real, that trip really opened my eyes and helped me to reconnect with God. 
and now I'm much stronger and I have a much stronger relationship with him and I'm very grateful to Ben Kearns. Um, so in the last four years, especially this year with college applications, God has shown me what a true relationship with him is like. It involves give and take 50-50 and meeting in the middle. For a long time, I expected God to just show up when I needed him. I believed if I had just prayed hard enough, the thing I desired would be given or explicitly revealed to me. Through the process of college applications, I was shown that in order to have this relationship with God that I so strongly desired, I'd have to put in the effort too. I can no longer just sit back and expect him to handle my problems or lead me on the path he has laid out for me without putting in the work it takes to get there. When it came time to tour colleges I had been accepted to, I decided to take from my lesson this past November and try a different approach. My mom once told me of the saying, God gives directions, not destinations. This rang true as I leaned into God and the plan he had for me and followed his lead going on college tours all up and down the coast before eventually returning to California. This is where I finally saw the place God had for me and settled on the school I had sent my application out to on a whim. Having done no prior research about it, um, although I still have anxieties around this phase of my life, I can tell that it is all leading me towards the right direction. With, with each step I take, even through the roommate selection process, I've seen how God has shown up for me. Even with the effort I have tried to put in, things have fallen into place I have no control over. Thank you, God. Um, for me, one way I've seen God move in my life was um, when I was a freshman, I found out that I was moving to North Carolina, and I was really excited but also very nervous. And um, when we moved there, I think because California was such a blessing to us with things such as this church, it was just really, really difficult to try to adjust. And as you get older, it gets harder and harder, especially in a kind of small town where we were moving to. And so I was really nervous. Our family was kind of struggling. We didn't know a lot of people. There wasn't as much stuff to do. I, we didn't have a lot of friends, and uh, we were struggling. And of course, with time, things got better, as they always do. But then God really showed up, and he gave us a chance to come back here for my senior year. And I was shocked. I, I didn't think I would be here. I thought I'd be in North Carolina graduating. And just being able to come back here, we've grown so much. We have so much to do, so many friends. We have this wonderful big family to come to. And it's just been a real blessing because I get to graduate from here. My brother gets to graduate from Novato High. And by that time, my dad will be retiring from the Coast Guard. So everything just kind of fell into place and all thanks to God. Um, over the past like middle school, high school career, there's been a lot of really big ups and downs in my life. And I've had to really come back to God and um, I've seen him really move in the forgiveness he's given me and the sense of um, belonging and family that he has given me here at church, at youth group, and on Sundays. Yeah. Okay, so um, mine is, so you know um, how you hear people say that they have these miracle stories where they saw God, like where they healed their back or they, like, you know, so I haven't had that, and I really want it, but like, so um, there was this one time where I was, I work at Jamba Juice, and um, so we were having this giant rush, and um, all of a sudden this lady um, 
I hand her her Squimby and she's like, oh my gosh, you're doing a great job. I was not doing a great job. But so then um, the next Sunday, um, I came to church and all of a sudden I hear, oh my gosh, you're the girl from John the Juice. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then like, so, <laughs> um, and like, um, but like for some reason I just felt this like big rush of something and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't know, I can't explain it, but, and also, um, th sorry, there was this one time where I was um, struggling um, with my faith because, um, so we were in Nicaragua and um, we were talking about the Bible and the Big Bang and like, um, and like we were talking about how like you can't believe in the Big Bang like if you believe in the Bible and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm confused. Like I don't know what to believe. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I talked to Ben um, after, and he like explained it all to me, and like now I just feel good about it. So yeah. Ben Kearns, all the answers, <laughs> always. <laughs> so good. Awesome. Thanks, you guys, for sharing. Those are so good. Thanks for being vulnerable with those moments. Uh, last question. How can we be praying for you? How can this church uh, be praying for you as you go on to this next year? Great. So um, even though I've recovered a lot from my head injuries, I would still like to have prayer for that, um, just for continued healing, complete healing. And then also my schedule is terrible. I stay up way too late. And um just going into college would be nice if I got that on track, so just prayer for my schedule. Thanks. That's for real. That's no joke. <laughs> um, so I have an internship at Kaiser this summer, and it's a full-time job, so pretty scared about that. Um, and then also pray for me transitioning into college and just making new friends and learning how to be on my own. Um, I will also be working this summer, so pray that I'll have enough money won't go into debt due to my shopping addiction. Uh, and that I'll walk onto uh, CSULB campus as a light and have a core group of friends that will lead me towards God. Um, for me, some things I really need are, well, because I'm going to a military academy, I first have to go through about seven weeks of boot camp, which is kind of scary, but it's gonna be great, and I know that I'm really gonna grow as a person, but I really am wanting some determination, motivation to prepare myself as much as possible for when I get there, and also to endure what I'm gonna experience when I get there. So I'm kind of praying for some sort of grit, determination, motivation, just to face what I'm gonna face and to take it with a smile, because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to be very happy with my decision. I'm just going to grow a lot as a person. So thank you. Um, for my prayers, um, pretty basic. I just continuing to help me continue on a path towards a life with Jesus. I guess for me, it would be courage because um, I don't like change at all. And, um, you know, I'm graduating going to college. And that's a big change. And my friends are leaving me because, like, I've known them for, like, nine years. And, like, I've never had to be without them. So it's going to be a big transition. And I don't know. I mean, I know how I'll do it. But, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> totally. 
It's good. We got it for sure. Guys, thank you. This is so good. Well, so thanks for sharing. Uh, I want to say thank you for letting me be your youth pastor for your last year of high school. This is my, my first year here, and I know that um, you didn't have to give me the role that I got to have uh, with trust in your life um, at the end here. I'm really thankful for that. So thanks for that. Love having you, Ben. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> so we have... Thanks, guys. So we have a gift for you. Uh, we're going to give them to you at the end of next service. But we have Jesus Calling, this Devo. Uh, it's an awesome daily devotional that I'll hopefully encourage you wherever your next step is. And then this, this one's awesome, okay? So this is, we call this a compact disc. They don't really have them anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if you guys have CD plays. This is what happened. So I made you a worship mix. These are songs that mattered a lot to me that shaped a lot of how I experienced Jesus in college, when I was in college. Um, and it's 14 songs. And uh, so Ben Kearns, I told him about this idea, and Ben's like, dude, you should burn him a CD. And I was like, you're old, man. Like, no one has CD. Like, no one has CD. I don't even know if you guys have CD players in your car, but you know what? I had a CD player in my car in college, so I went along with it. I'll also send you the Spotify link, so it'll be both ants. It'll be great. So... Guys, thank you. You guys can take a seat. That'll be, that's awesome. Give it a round of applause. Yeah. I want to go ahead and invite uh, my wife to come on up, Shelly Zulsdorf, to bring the word. <laughs> thank you. I am not a senior, in case you're wondering, even though I look like one. Most parents ask if I'm 15 years old. I'm 26. Thank you for asking. Um, no, I'm the middle school director here, and Senior Sunday marks a whole month, or a whole year, since Ben and I have been here, and it has been such a joy. Ben is the high school director, he's also my husband, which is really fun, um, and we have loved being here. We have loved getting to know the middle schoolers and high schoolers here, and it's just a joy to also have a church that deeply loves youth ministry, that deeply cares about them, that wants them to have a foundation that they know that they are loved by our God, that they are deeply loved and he wants this deep relationship with them. And as I was reflecting on that this morning and just want us to jump a little bit into the word, um, I was reminded of the parable of the wise and foolish builders, which really was this grounding point for me going into college. It was something that I clung onto throughout the ups and downs that I went to. And here's what it says. It's Matthew 7, 24 through 27. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. And when I read through this, I'm always super encouraged and challenged at the same time. And I think there's, there's two reasons why. First is Jesus is calling out this clear, two very distinct and different foundations. And it feels really obvious. So the, we have the sand, and we're in California, so we live by the beach, and you know if you build that sandcastle by that wave, it is going to come crashing down. It is not going to stay up. And I don't think my bad sandcastle sand skills 
are the only one that's going to get knocked down. Like even the professionals, like they've knocked that down. It's coming down. And then on the other extreme, we have this rock foundation. I think of the ancient castles that have been around for thousands of years. And they've been around and they've been through storms. They've been through heavy winds. Some of them are near oceans and they've taken on waves and they are still standing. And I really think that Jesus in this passage is showing that, man, the sand is simply just an imitation of the real thing. It's an imitation of the rock, the real actual castle that's standing up. But I think that's easy. I think we can look at that and go, man, that's, that's simple to understand. A sand castle, of course, and a rock castle, that's the difference. But when we look at our lives, it gets a lot messier. When we look at our lives and we go, man, what foundation am I building? It gets super messy. And I think the sand that Jesus is talking about is all the temporary things in our life that are good things. They're good things, sometimes hard things, but overall good things that are temporary, that I think so often we try to lean on in really hard situations. And these are things like our stuff, our status, career, grades, looks, relationships. The list can go on and on. And, and they, are, they are good things. They're good things in our lives, things that the Lord still loves and still wants us to pursue and be a part of. But when that storm comes, if you are clinging onto that, if you are leaning onto that, it might fall. It could very well crumble. And I think the rock that Jesus is trying to say is, man, the rock is my unchanging love, my unchanging love for you. And that has really nothing to do with us. There's nothing that we can build up, create, put together that's going to change that. That's been the same forever, and it's going to keep being the same. And all we, he wants us to do is trust that. So when the storms come, we lean on that. We trust that. We put our faith in that. But I, I say that, and I know in here we all have so many different stories, and it's not that easy. Like, I'm a total realist. Like, when Jesus said, like, you're going to go through hardships and trials, and that's a real part of our life, I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, I am a realist. And so I don't think it's that easy because in this verse, Jesus tells us that our foundation still has to weather the storms. The storms are coming. We live in a broken, messy world. And part of that is the waves are going to come, the storms are going to come, and no matter what kind of foundation we build, rock or sand, we still have to face storms. And I think that's so important, and I lean on that. And recently, um, in my own life, I've walked through one of the biggest storms I've ever had to face. Um, a year and a half ago, my brother died in a motorcycle accident at 28 years old. And my life was completely flipped upside down. All of a sudden, what I knew, what I understood, and family, I come from a strong Italian family, so it's like family is everything gets wrecked and torn apart. And for months, I just sat in silence with God. I had nothing to say. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't pray anything. I didn't know what to do. I was angry. I was confused. I was hurt. I was hurt by what people would say, Christians and non-Christians. I had a good intentions. Nobody had a bad intentions. I know that. And it's not, this isn't like a year and a half thing. This is still today. I feel like I'm still walking through that. Grief has this funny way of staying around for a long time. And knowing, knowing that I am a child of God created this space for me that I can sit and I can be whatever I need to be 
with him. I trusted that what he said, what never changed, is that he promised that he would be with me. He promised that he would be present no matter what. And even if I can't feel it, I wanted to just lean on that because that was the foundation that someone told me, that he's going to be there always. And so with that, I sat in silence, angry, happy, knowing I'm his child and I can do that. That is part of being his child. I get to wrestle with him with questions that I may never get answered, that may never happen. But I'm going to trust that he's still good in, in some way, even though it doesn't feel like that. And I didn't, in that process, I didn't want to give up on the church, on my faith. And there's some times when it's really painful, when you're going through really hard stuff, it can be really hard to walk in here and sing songs that say, you're a good, good father, you, I trust you, you never fail me. Those things, or you hear sermons that feel positive, but knowing that, yes, something in that is true, something in that, that is good, but I don't understand it because I live in this broken and messy world, and knowing that I could be in a safe place and I could process that with people, to me was good news. To me was a place where I can sit and I can be free because I am his child. And that, that's the hope that we want our youth to cling on to. That's the hope that even if they're joyful and celebrating and life is good and they're in a season of rest, they get to celebrate. And that if they're in the season of pain or hardship, they can white nickel white knuckle, cling on to. He said he's there. He said he's with me. I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust it. I'm his child, and I can express whatever I need to because he can handle it. And I'm thankful that wherever we're at and whether we're in seasons for all of us of rest or seasons of goodness or seasons of really pain and hardship, that we have this home of the loving arms of God, that he is waiting for us to come. And we have a church family that sits there and they can say, me too. Or they can sit with us in silence or sit with us in process or pray alongside of us and be the church where we know we all have stories that we're walking through. We're not just people coming in, put together, but we're people that are children of God trying to figure out this messy life and love him. And our children and youth, being here a whole year, they've been getting this foundation, this sweet, sweet foundation of this good news, that they know that Jesus is always there with his arms wide open. Wherever they go, he's coming, he's waiting, he wants them to come running back into them. And that they know that they have a church, the big C church, not just MCC. I mean, they know MCC loves them, but there's a church, a bigger church that God created that's always their home and that they're always invited and they always belong here because we are his children and he loves us deeply. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that our youth get to know that, our children get to know that, and they can leave here, our seniors can leave here, and they had some of the greatest stories and they can be honest. I love that, that you guys just can be honest, fully who you are, as we're all trying to wrestle and grow in our faith. And we're, we're gonna keep growing. This isn't just a stopping point. You're going to keep growing. You're going to keep learning more and more deeply about how much God loves you. So I'm going to invite the band back up. We're going to have another worship song. Um, and I really just want to invite you. We've been talking about the youth, the children, the seniors all this morning. But you are just as much a child of God. Whether you know that this morning or not, 
I want you to, during this time of worship, just to sit in that foundation, to sit in that time and to bring as a child of God whatever it is that you're wrestling with or you're celebrating and to just be because we can, because we have that freedom. He loves us deeply. So let me pray and then we're going to just enter into this time of worship. Father God, I thank you so much for who you are, Lord, that you loved us and our foundation is all in your unchanging character, your unchanging love. And Lord, I thank you for that. That has nothing to do with us. And we try and we strive and we fail, sometimes succeed, but Lord, ultimately, it's you that we want to lean on. It's you that we want to trust. And so I pray this morning as we continue to celebrate our youth and our children and, Lord, in our whole congregation, Lord, that you remind us of that, that we can be free to be children that can come to you, that can sit in silence, sit with celebration, get up and dance, and, or just be confused or upset, Lord. All of that is so welcomed and freeing. So thank you for that. We love you so much in your awesome and truly precious name. Amen. Amen and amen. Nice job, you guys. What a great morning, huh? You guys can go ahead and grab a seat. Um, we're almost done with our time, but I want to invite up the seniors. If you guys would come up here and stand with me for one quick second. Aren't these guys incredible? We should give them all a big round of applause. So right now, the people standing in front of you look so old and mature, and you think you're so old and mature. And what's wild, though, is what will happen in the next couple weeks, you graduate. And for the rest of your life, you're going to look back on this time, and this is going to be your childhood. This is like the childhood book of your life that we're wrapping up. And that means in the next couple weeks, you're going to be opening up a whole new, not just a chapter, but a whole new book for your lives. And there's a couple things I just wanted to make sure that you heard from us, which you've heard loud and clear all the way through. And one is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are incredible women and men. God has made you. He's crafted you with unique gifts and unique passions. And it has been such a joy for our congregation to walk with you to watch you grow, to watch you develop, to see you becoming these people that God has dreamed up for you to be. The second thing, and we've said it over and over again, and you know, as a church, we love you. We could not love you more. We are heartbroken that you're getting ready to leave into the big bad world, just like your parents are getting ready to leave. Like, we as a church feel that. We love you. And we hope that you know no matter what happens when you leave these doors, no matter what the next year, 10 years, 20 years, life throws at you. We are your church family, and we will always have our doors and arms wide open for you. And we said that to you over and over again for your entire life with us. The third thing, though, that I want you to hear from us is that we are counting on you to be people who wrestle with Jesus, who work out your faith. The questions that you have, the ways that you've figured things out, the way that you've landed to this moment, those answers aren't going to work for the rest of your life. Life is going to continue to be more complex. You're going to learn more and more complex things and challenging things and experiencing things. And God can take it. And the church can take it. So wrestle hard with God. 
be the women and men that God has called you to be because God longs for you, not just these old people out here, but for you <laughs> to be God's co-laborers. Like God's vision and plan is for you to be his partners in ministry to help usher in the kingdom of God. So know that you're loved, know that you always have a home, and make us proud by running after Jesus, serving him, and caring for people as you share God's mercy and God's grace. We love you, we love you, we love you. So we're gonna do one last thing as a church. We're gonna pray for you, and then we're gonna send you off out of here. Well, we gotta do one more service, but then you know what I'm saying, okay. So I want to invite up um, our, our youth staff. If you've been in youth staff or children's ministry anytime and you got to love on these guys and help pour into them, I want you to come up here. If you're part of our church staff, you've been part of making church happen. If you're part of our leadership team, you've been a foundational part of making our church run healthy and make sure things are funded. That's you, Steve. Come on up here. Our leadership team people, our church staff, our youth staff, volunteers. There are so many people that poured into you. You have your friends and you have your family, and this is your church family that love you and that support you. So as we pray, if you would stand up and if you'd be willing to extend your arm, if you feel comfortable, and let's, let's pray for these guys. Heavenly Father and our gracious God, we are so thankful for the gift of these students. We do not take it for granted that in this time, in this day and age, for a group of kids to want to come to be a part of church to wrestle with what it means to know and love you and to allow us to be part of their life. We see that as a grace and as a gift. And God, as we turn our attention to them and to their future, God, we pray that your hand of blessing would be on them, that your Holy Spirit would empower them, that you would fill them with your mercy and with your grace, that you would nurture a deep sense of call on their life, that they would be people that they would be your partners in ministry to expand your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We look forward to them doing incredible things for you. And in everything, God, in the joys and in the pain, in the highs and the lows, God, we give you all the honor and glory. We love you, Jesus. And all of God's kids said, amen and amen.